0: Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic 179. Today we've got a full house. We've got the entire WP Shout crew. So shout, shout, let it all out. We're going to let everybody introduce themselves. But before we get into that, we're going to give thanks to our sponsor, Liquid Web. For many years, Liquid Web has been known as a managed uh, hosting company that's offered many great packages. Uh, for their customers. Recently, they've introduced a managed WordPress hosting package that's perfect for mission-critical sites. One of the features that is included in their managed WordPress hosting is iTheme Sync, which is, allows you to update several sites with a single touch. So if you're looking for increased uptime, maximized performance, and support for your mission-critical site, Liquid Web is the partner that you've been looking for. If you go to liquidweb.com slash WordPress and use the coupon code WPtonic33, you'll get 33% off your first six months of managed WordPress hosting. So go to liquidweb.com slash WordPress, use the coupon code WPtonic33. With that, we'll let everybody introduce themselves. Uh, Alex, who are you, and uh, what do you do?
1: Hi there. I'm Alex Denning. Um, I do content and marketing for WordPress companies. Um, and I've been working with Fred and David on the relaunch of Up and Running, um, a guide to learning WordPress development.
0: Excellent. And David, who are you? Hi, uh, yeah.
2: I'm David. I uh, play board games and um, I also teach people WordPress development. Excellent. And Fred?
3: Hey, guys. Yeah, my name is, is Fred Meyer. I'm with David. I'm the, the co-editor of WP Shout. So we publish, um, like, a long, detailed, free WordPress tech tutorial every Tuesday, and we publish content on other weekdays as well. Uh, and then David and I also run a web agency called PressOut that handles WordPress and other kinds of, uh, uh, of agency work.
4: Excellent. And Jonathan? Oh, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're service maintenance. Basically, we support you with anything you might need support for around WordPress. We're your trusted partner, aren't we, John?
0: Yes, we are. And I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design, and I help brick and mortar businesses with WordPress development and local SEO. Ah, uh, getting right into it, I want to ask uh, you know everyone, Fred, Alex, David. You know, uh, how did each of you get into web development? So, I start, Alex.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I started WP Shout in two thousand and nine, uh, when I was age fifteen, and I, I really had no idea what I was doing. But that was fine because it was two thousand and nine, um, in in the WordPress space. So I was just kind of fascinated with solving problems with websites. And it was amazing you could, uh, you could take a thing that didn't work and then or like a feature you wanted and then you could add it. And then 15 minutes later, you'd have that on your site. That was really fascinating to me. Um, and I kind of got deeper and deeper into WordPress, um, started publishing things I was learning on WP Shout. And it all kind of steamrolled from there. There Uh, Very good.
2: I'll go. I'll go next. Um, So actually, like I first made my, I made a a first website probably when I was like twelve which is now 18 years ago. Um, but that was like using, I think, actual Microsoft front page. Um, so my my work with WordPress actually started in 2007. I just like installed it for a personal site because I was like, oh, this would be cool. Um, and I hadn't really done web development in a while. I didn't really understand the CSS stuff um, at the time. And so, you know, the last 10 years, I've just kind of got more and more involved with WordPress. Fred and I started PressUp. Uh, the web agency, and I think 2013 or so, so we've been doing it professionally for about four years now. Um, But, you know, it would, it it was a hobby for basically that entire time between 2007 and 2013.
3: Yeah, so for me, I, I I had a lot of, like, internships and you know, college clubs and stuff like that where, where it turned out to be useful to know HTML and CSS and eventually a little bit of JavaScript. Uh, and then um, I partnered up with David as I uh, finished uh, graduate school. Uh, we had a web application idea that, that we were interested in that we ended up building. It was a PHP web app. So I learned PHP kind of on the job for about a year in 2012. And then when David and I realized that we needed an income, that's when we started being web developers. And, and we very quickly specialized into WordPress. And so I've been wor- learning WordPress pretty seriously. Yeah, since late 2012, probably early 2013. And it's kind of been my livelihood since, yeah, mid-2013, something like that.
0: Uh, very excellent. Um, so, you know, here's a question first for Alex When uh, when it, when it how did WP Shout first come about? And when did, um, you know, David and Fred come on board? So the origin story is quite interesting.
1: In that it was like 2008, nine. Um, don't you remember a site called WordPress Hacks or WordPress? WP Hacks? Had multiple names over the years. Um, but I, I started reading that site and found, I just remember finding it one evening and literally reading the entire thing. Um, I was just fascinated that you could do all of these things with WordPress. Um, I started writing for the site because I thought, like, why not? I'm sure I can do this. Um, and from that I set up WB Shout, um, the kind of spin-off to do my own thing. Um, so I ran the site for a number of years, um, it became a like pretty well-respected um WordPress site. But there was always some tension for me between uh, it kind of had a slight life of its own becoming a development blog whereas like pure development was never really my passion I guess you'd say um, so uh, as I was going to university about three and a half years ago um, I was interested in selling the site Friend David happened to be interested in setting something up and uh, fortunately things have worked out brilliantly They've run the site uh, superbly and made it a really uh, very well respected WordPress development site. Um, and it just so happened as I graduated six months ago, um, they needed someone with my skill set. I needed some work. Everything's
0: great. <laughs> So Fred and David, what, what was your um, motivation for buying WP Shout? Was this to increase your visibility for press-up, or what was your plan with this?
2: Mm. Yeah, that was part of it. Go ahead, David.
0: You can, you can...
3: Well, here's what I remember. It was late 2013, and David showed me like this tweet where Alex was like, oh, I'm looking to sell WP Shout because I'm going to... College, which he calls university, and uh, <laughs> those
2: silly language and, things.
3: Yeah, and um, and yeah, we were definitely thinking about sort of increasing our exposure. Uh, you know, in terms of our agency, um, and actually, that actually, that really, with one huge exception, we've we've landed one giant client as a function of owning WP Shout, and we were on like this sort of best developers list that Alex got WP shout on because he's really good with marketing. And that has brought in sort of one huge client relationship that has sort of persisted over a number of years. But other than that, I can't think of a client we've ever got from WP shout because people are kind of there to learn our job, so to speak. And I don't know, you'd sort of think that it, that it would kind of bleed over and people would be like, Oh, I understood this tutorial, but tell me more. I'll pay you, you know, $500 to teach me how to do widgets. But literally I can't think of one time that's happened. But what, what has happened is that, um, yeah, we've gained like a, a voice in the WordPress space and a foothold and, you know, an, an ability to, to kind of reach people. And so, you know, when, when we uh, when we apply to speak at WordCamps and then we go, you know, people have been reading our stuff and and appreciating it. And um, so I think what it did is it kind of uh, anchored us into the WordPress space a lot more deeply than if we just had some random, you know, blog on our own agency site that nobody ever read.
0: You hit on something very interesting there, Fred. That that I'd like to focus on a little bit more. And and what you said is, as a result of of having WP Shot, you were able to land one really big client for uh, Press Up. But aside from that, really, it's more about having cachet in the WordPress community. Um, is there a value? in having some sort of voice or authority within the WordPress community, even if it doesn't necessarily bring you work directly. And is that because it's a different type of audience?
3: Well, I'm going to say yes, because otherwise my life is sort of this absurd spinning void. And I, I, you know, I try to escape that feeling. <laughs> um, but I think the, the true answer is also yes, because, uh, I mean, f- financially, we've been able to monetize Shout in, in a number of different ways over the over the years. And, and both of us are actually interested in, in making money in ways that don't rely exclusively on clients and, and in trading time for money. And so Shout has helped us do that in different ways, you know, through the years. And kind of intangibly, I feel like we've learned WordPress a lot more deeply. We've invested into WordPress a lot more deeply than we would have um we've made relationships that we never would have made um we um have contributed to the community in ways that it wouldn't have occurred to us to you know to even consider and so i think it really has um has brought us into the community it's been our way into the community and in a way that we get really a lot of intangible kind of um fulfillment out of and i don't know if that's where our heads were at when we bought wp show but it's probably been the i would say the the happiest, um, you know, result of of actually taking taking on the work.
0: No, that's definitely great. Um, And when it comes to, uh, you know, WP Shout, I know that David was uh, just on an episode we did uh, a couple, I think like three episodes ago uh, on the panel, and we were talking about this a little bit. But WP Shout, like at first, like, you know, what was your kind of, of plan for, you know, as far as a business model or, you know, what way was, did you plan for it to contribute to your business? And then what did it end up being contributing to your business?
3: I I feel like I'm talking a lot. Do you guys want me to keep talking or David, do you want to, do you want to handle this one? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. So I think, I mean, we've always kind of gone into things out of sort of like interest um without like okay this is our you know this is our five year revenue projection for if we take this on kind of thing and especially in the in the more distant past that was true and in 2013 it was very true so i think our plan with wp shout was to basically raise our cache as a web agency get client work on the basis of that and it, and it would pay for itself very quickly um, what ended up happening is that the first thing we did was a like a sponsorship model that was like very high touch and very, very closely engaged. Um, we had a few sponsors over a period of about 18 months. The main one was SiteGround, um, which we use and love and recommend hardly to, I mean, still like we, we don't have a spon- a paid sponsorship relationship with them anymore, but we just recommend them to anybody who, who asks, who should I host with? Um, and we had uh, some other sponsors as well in motion and uh, a plugin called all in one WP migration, which is outstanding and some others. So, Um, And we would basically write kind of feature length content about them. Like we would sort of do a video on how to migrate a site with all in one WP migration, which actually is still um, pretty highly trafficked on the site. Uh, So that was the first way we made money. And then the second way we made money was uh, we basically summarized and organized um, a uh, a lot of our teaching, our WordPress teaching. Into up and running, which is the the package that we just relaunched um, last week. But our original launch was in 2015, and uh, it was it was and is uh, kind of a full book length um, uh, guide to WordPress development. Um, that's very sort of sequential and very coherent, very organized, and then a lot of screencasts, code examples, visual resources, um, and so that was another. Basically, we. We were using a lot of the teaching we were doing on WP Shout, and we also, you know, leveraged the the WP Shout audience, and that's been basically the second way that we've that we've monetized our work on on Shout.
0: No, definitely. And do you guys, you know, since relaunching up and running, uh, do you guys see yourselves as more educators in the WordPress space? And is there still a, a big need for that in the WordPress ecosystem?
2: I, I mean, the short answer is absolutely yes. I, I just saw a post on the Tavern that I unfortunately haven't read yet about, you know, people need more um, more understanding of security when submitting WordPress themes to the repo or um, all of those sorts of things. Like, I think there's definitely a need for education. I mean, part of the question is that there is like, um, you know, there there's a set of people who do WordPress professionally and aren't seeking to do it better. Um, but I think, it, by and large, the the majority of the people are seeking to do it better. And, you know, there aren't that many um, sites out there that speak to specifically where um, WP Shout is oriented. Um, you know, Josh Pollock, our friend Josh Pollock, does, like, he writes weekly on Torque. And he kind of writes similar content. But that's a very small part of what Torque publishes. On a weekly basis, it publishes a lot more news and that kind of stuff. So, like, deep understanding of WordPress stuff, you know, I can think... I can count on one hand the people I know who are doing it. It's like Josh and then Carl Alexander and us basically um, who are like regularly, you know, pursuing this topic. So I do think there's a need for it. And I do think, you know, people are very um, satisfied. I guess maybe I'd throw Zach, Zach Gordon with the JavaScript kind of stuff on that list, but it's a short list, you know? And um, I do think people, there's a hunger for it. Like, you know, I think if, if anything has, has, um, become clear to us like what we did wrong in <laughs> launching up and running the first time isn't that there wasn't a need for this it's that we weren't very good at marketing a friend and i were on our own launching the first one and um without alex's marketing talent basically we, we you know we had very fairly mixed success um releasing it but i do think there's the need we just didn't do a good enough job finding where that need actually is and convincing people that we were serving it for them. Um, And that's been a, you know, kind of the, the, the opportunity to, to use the management lingo of, of WP shop for a long time is like Fred and I have been putting out great stuff. We just don't have uh, a lot of talent for getting it in front of the people who need it most.
0: And that's another interesting point. Um, You know, with you, David and Fred, like you are, really covering WordPress tutorials, WordPress development in depth. And, you know, since bringing Alex back into the fold, uh, you know, what sort of, um, you know, work dynamic and what sort of, of reaction have you seen uh, with the numbers and traffic and and, and revenue uh, since the three of you have come together like Voltron to, to make WP <laughs> shout, like something amazing.
3: Yeah. I mean Alex Alex is a is a young king of of marketing. Um and uh yeah, numbers wise I don't know. Like one thing we're doing today actually, which I guess will be something like 3 days ago when this launches, I'm not actually sure, but uh we're doing a a webinar on that just walks you through developing a plugin. And you know, David and I have have we both love to teach and we love to teach sort of in person. We love to teach kind of human to human. And so we've tried various iterations of that, you know, over the, over the years, but this time it just happens to have like 140 people signed up for it. You know what I mean? And so, so the kind of the, the differentiating factor there is that, that Alex really designed the, designed the rollout for that. So it's, it's been really cool. Um, Yeah. I I don't know how, how deep I should get into numbers in general, but, but I'll just say that, you know, Alex has a, has a really strong kind of intuition for, for taking the value that David and I have always been offering and just making it clear what it is to people in a way that compels them to act.
0: No, very good, very good. Um, you know, and, and when it comes to um, marketing like your boutique agency, PressUp, um, have you, uh, you know, changed your approach with that over the last couple of years as well? Yeah. Um, absolutely.
3: We've done a lot of different uh, things over the years to, to get business for the agency. Right when we started the, the agency, we were brand new and kind of didn't know what we were doing and we were starting from zero. So I actually like cold emailed something like 25 people about their websites and got my first client that way and charged her like $200 for like 20 hours of work or something. I just I made literally every mistake you could possibly make, but uh, but you know got a client and Sorry to have a portfolio and stuff. So um, now we get a lot of referral business. We get a lot of repeat business from customers we've made happy in the past. Um, we get a fair amount. I would say like the many of our clients that are the most um, enjoyable to work with are, are people that we've made personal relationships with, especially David. Like he just goes to a lot of tech meetups in, in Fort Collins, which is the town where we're both from. And, you know, he'll meet people who are, you know, working developers who maybe have overflow work or, you know, people who are, you know, technically strong and, and, you know, really clear about what they need, but they don't understand WordPress that deeply or whatever. And with them, it's like you don't have to haggle on price. You don't have to worry that, you know, what they're, what they're trying is not going to work out because they, they sort of are pretty clear strategically. And, and that's a great, it's just really great working with them. And then the other piece I want to add um, that might be a bit counterintuitive is that we are getting a lot of mileage out of AdWords actually um we've used adwords three times at, at three different points in the past the first time it it had a really high roi for us but that was when adwords was a little bit um uh, less competitive and google had hadn't quite so much funneled everybody into the same into competing on the same keyword so it was a lot less expensive then we tried it again about a year or a year and a half ago and we just basically threw a fair amount of money away with no return whatsoever. Then we hired uh, a person named um, Carolyn Othwaite, who's, who's a SEO and a, and a pay-per-click specialist. And she basically designed us um, an AdWords campaign and helped us through the process of creating landing pages that convert and just kind of really held our hand through the whole thing. And since then AdWords has been converting really well for us as well. But I would say AdWords is something where you, you really need a professional to do it or, or the, it, it seems like with AdWords, it's never like, Oh, I'm making a little bit of, of money it's always like i'm burning money i'm just like setting just a a trash can full of money on fire or it's like it's it's roi it the roi is is enormous like 500 or a thousand percent or whatever and and um carolyn's been really helpful in in that regard and and i'm really glad
0: that we that we met her no that sounds uh fantastic um definitely uh And I'll have to look her up later (laughs) for sure. Um, You know, we're going to go to our break and when we come back, uh, we'll be talking more with the WP shout crew. Uh, See you guys after the break.
1: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
0: We're coming back from the break, and we're talking with the WP Shout posse. And now I'm going to hand the baton over to my co-host, Jonathan. Take it away.
4: Oh, hi there, guys. I just wanted to ask you in general, what do you think um, when it comes to beginners trying to learn WordPress development, what are some of the um, key areas that they struggle with to um, understand? Um,
2: Sure, I'll take the lead on this. I I think it really varies a lot from where you're coming from, obviously. Like people who are coming from, say, C Sharp, they actually struggle with WordPress because it's like, oh, this is like not programming I've ever done before. There aren't enough objects. I don't understand how everything's supposed to fit together. Like, you know, that whole thing doesn't make sense. Most people who I think are coming into WordPress development are coming um, from the standpoint of like, I've been a WordPress power user or I've done HTML and CSS because I had to take a class on it and now I don't know what this WordPress thing is. And so for those people, it's mostly that Um, WordPress does a fair amount of you know what amounts to magic until you understand it that is just like pretty opaque uh, to those people so like why are my theme files affecting the way this url looks because of like this thing I don't understand that's happening in the middle Um, and so there are a lot of uh, one of the big things that we've emphasized in building out up and running is helping people get those more intuitive understandings of that whole process of like this WordPress magic black box thing that otherwise is very, very hard to understand. So the core analogy kind of that is is behind up and running is the idea that WordPress is this factory that makes web pages and that, you know, plugins come into that factory but can't stay inside there are production lines by which WordPress produces HTML pages at the end um, through which, you know, which are provided essentially by a WordPress theme. And so every file in your WordPress theme, every template file is essentially one of those production lines. And so you need to understand that that line is responsible for de- producing basically all the HTML that you see on a page. And so that starts to explain when you throw in the template hierarchy and how the plugins API of hooks and, and actions and filters all work. Like then you start to like oh I get it intuitively and then you can just put the code underneath it which is which seems to a lot of people like the hard part but I think is not nearly as hard as wrapping your mind around actually is like why why that code exists at all.
4: Yeah, I think um, when I was actively development when I was trying to learn, I think the two concepts that was actually um, how the loop worked. and how you could do custom loops, how mm-hmm. you could manipulate the loop structure to show differential data, and the other thing was scope. Um, basically, um, I don't know if that's changed because I've been I haven't been actively programming in WordPress for a couple of years, <coughs> but um, it, <coughs> it was scope. Um, you know, global variables, the lack of them. Would you um, Would you agree with that? I would say that those are two big things um,
2: that definitely confuse people a lot. Um, you know, I, you know, and they're kind of tied together, I think, in like this this function that is basically a magic incantation. Honestly, to me, I still don't understand what it does under the hood. WP reset post data. You make a custom loop. You would use a new WP query and you do that, all that loop stuff, which is, which again, if you're, if you, if you're coming from programming, it's like, oh, it's a loop. I know what a loop is. But if you're not, it's like, what? I don't quite get this. So, um, but like global scope in WordPress, and it's basically the way everything works. And that does cause inconsistencies because you might think, oh, this will be available here, but you haven't like primed that global scope in the right way. And so you have to do it. So there is that part to it. Um and I definitely think people struggle with it. Um get the sense of like, oh, the you know, like the loop is literally three, four lines of code. Um, and you just have to kind of make sense of what those are and what they do and what is available to you inside the loop and what isn't. And once you get that, it's pretty simple. You can just kind of ignore, like, I don't think you actually have to understand variable scope to be a pretty, pretty uh empowered WordPress developer, it might trip you up at one point and then suddenly you'll have to learn it. I mean, it does happen for sure. But I can use things like the title and the content inside of the loop and I can't use it outside of the loop. As long as you get that you're pretty much set without having to understand variable scoping and like hey let's talk about php and what global variables mean and why they're a bad idea and like i i have a tendency as like someone who's like very developer focused to want to talk about that stuff but i don't think um useful to talk about and fred maybe you can jump in here because i think we have somewhat differing intuitions on that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like i think you are much better at focusing on what yeah i'm to sort
3: of it. i'm sort of an everyman uh, as as a developer, so really really pragmatic in my approach, and and David is um, kind of more of like a truly, I guess you could say talented, but also just his mind works the way that a software engineer's mind should work. So you would want David to like you know write the code for like the payment processing in a bank or something like that, and you would you would never want me literally you would you would be putting your entire business at risk if you asked me to do that, but. Um, But I'm very pragmatic in terms of what's the, you know, how do I solve this problem? How do I, you know, finish building this plugin for this client? And I would say, yeah, I, I would say that the global scope for me becomes, yeah, I understand it at this point to the level of like, oh, there's this, in particular, the post variable just basically lives in a cloud that you can always access, but you have to like call it down with this global post incantation, then you can use it. And, uh, yeah, I would say you don't actually need to understand that. You'll, you'll you'll ask most understanding about global scope over maybe two or three years of actually working as a WordPress developer. And then you'll realize why, as David said, why it, it is that the content means something. It's because it's referencing, you know, something that is actually defined globally. Um,
4: I, I, yeah. also, I, I, um, I also think what catches up a lot of uh, beginner developers is the backward... Um, Backward um, capacity of WordPress. So a lot of the tutorials out there, especially if they're not dated, and especially um, might show up high in Google ranking um, because, you know, f- for historical reasons, backlinks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so they come up, but they're not dated, and they're showing um, a, a mythology of doing something, and especially if you don't spend the time you just um, copy and paste, basically, mm. which um, everybody does at the beginning, to be yeah. honest. But they don't spend that time actually looking at it. And um, they what ends up is that you end up with a jumble of different people's code at different stages of WordPress, if you understand. Do, do, you, do, you, think, do you often see that?
3: Well, one thing I... On backward compatibility specifically, um what that means is that the old ways of doing things are locked in. Um, And so WordPress has basically evolved sort of like an actual language would like, like Portuguese, you know what I mean? So, so you have um, change over time. And, you know, if you're working with a new API, it's typically object oriented. And so you need to kind of understand that, but the, the old roots of it are very procedural and, I think that one of the things that does and one of the reasons that WordPress has made that choice is because a tutorial from 2013 is actually correct. Like, it actually does teach you how to hook in a function or something like that, you know? Whereas with other software projects that David understands better than I do, like Angular, it's like any any Stack Overflow post that you read before about, you know, like 10 days ago is is actively lying to you. It was written by the devil. And uh, it's, it, you know, so... So I think WordPress is great in that regard. What I would sort of say, you know, relative to this, this thing about pulling out code snippets and chunking them together and trying to make them work is that that's precisely why you need deep underlying intuition about how WordPress works. You know what I mean? You need to know on a conceptual level, what it means to hook something in, you know, what, what this add action function is doing, what it, the basics of it it's that WordPress is sort of churning p- through its its processing and you're putting something in at a specific time where 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 what you put in can actually affect um, affect the general environment so I would say that the cure for the the very real you know problem you're describing is what we've tried to do and what I think we have done with up and running, which is to start from the beginning and go. What is WordPress? What does server-side mean? What does client-side mean? Why can't I write a PHP app that tracks the user's mouse? You know, what does, um, what does post mean? What does page mean? And each of those has like five different uses in WordPress. And we kind of mapped all those out because it's really important that people understand that, you know, just about everything is stored as a post in WordPress, which could be, and a page is one post type. It's one type of post, and a post is one type of post, which is a nightmare. And then none of that is the same thing as a web page, which is what a user views in their browser. So just to get those things from the beginning, if you drop into the codex or a Stack Overflow post or something like that, and there is a bit of code looking at you, you should be able to break it down into sort of its uh, kind of intuitive component parts. Like, okay, it's hooking into init. Okay, so we know that. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's running a, yeah. Okay, it's doing a custom WP query, so we know that, and then it's you know it's using get the content or something like that. So, so I think you really have to kind of zoom out, and the two ways to do that are to just learn how the whole landscape works by wandering aimlessly or in it for maybe two years, which is what I did, and what David did, uh, or to be kind of um, intentional about that. And you know, I think that that's what obviously what we're not obviously, but definitely what we're trying to, to offer people with Up and Running.
4: Yeah, well, but the, I think the great thing is that there's some great training um, resources. Now, one of our regular panelists, Morton, who's one of the chief instructors on Ninder.com, um, he has produced a number of quality courses, and there are um, um, a number of resources, which you indicated when talking to John, um, but I think there's like you know I know treehouse basically got out of WordPress but um their chief instructor now produces some quality courses but there there seems to be more resources that you could trust now isn't there absolutely um when it, um, obviously now you've got the whole thing with JavaScript um coming into the landscape of WordPress big way, really. How do you see that change in the landscape of um, your own um, teaching and um, the landscape in general when it comes to WordPress?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, so I think think there are a couple interesting things to think about with JavaScript. One is that, um, you know, the REST API has kind of been one of the big factors pushing people to like, hey, JavaScript is awesome and like WordPress is going to be all JavaScript in the future. And just to a certain extent, that's undeniably uh, the way the future looks. I mean, people want richer, better Um, smoother experiences, I guess, is what I would say. And the WordPress admin is an experience of page reload after page reload, and frequently the page reloads are pretty slow and all that stuff. And so I think the WordPress admin can be a better experience as, you know, kind of Calypso, which is the new interface on WordPress.com, shows. Like, there can be a smoother experience there if you uh, get above the PHP way of doing things. That said, I think for building client sites and most client needs, Um, You know, JavaScript is still, you know, two to four years from really being the way that you should like deploy a client site if it ever becomes that. Um, I think a lot of people are really excited about the idea of like, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about global scope inside PHP. I don't have to deal with the loop. I don't have to do all that stuff. But there's like a whole new, there are whole new realms of complexity that come in. When you when you're like, I'm just gonna make an Angular theme for my WordPress site instead of a, a traditional one. Um, a whole range of complexity that we we don't I don't think would be very it would be very useful for people to get into, but there are things like how do I map the URLs in my JavaScript app to the WordPress URLs? Like that is actually a really hard problem mm-hmm. that requires a lot of thoughtfulness before there will be a generalized solution that is good for that um, if it ever comes. So um I think I think, you know, up and running is focused on the PHP parts of WordPress because I really do think that that is the stuff that is going to be useful for the next 4 years without a doubt. It helps you like take over old sites and it helps you to build new sites still in the best possible way. It is possible that, you know, in 2 to 4 years we revamp revamp up and running and are like, "Oh no, we have to rewrite everything because JavaScript has taken over and everyone is just writing like Laravel or uh, which is my new JavaScript framework that's going to be the best thing for WordPress. And, and that's what we're going to like, um, we're going to be teaching people because that's what they'll need to know. But I think for right now, like JavaScript is the where the hype is high and it's like the future for a lot of good reasons. But for actual like the, the parts that you give to clients, I think PHP is not going away anytime soon.
4: Oh, I totally agree with you. And funny enough, I was listening to the last Postmatic podcast where they were talking about Java um, script and PHP, and the ULR structures that you pointed out was one of the key things that they, they were talking about, funny enough. So I totally agree with you there. Um, I also, um, we were into interview, interviewing uh, on our Wednesday show one of our regular panelists, Jackie and um, she was talking about her own um, travels into JavaScript, and she still she reckoned um, jQuery was still one of the easiest ways to get into um, JavaScript if you're from a WordPress front-end development. Would you agree with that?
3: Yes, I use jQuery <laughs> all the time. I love jQuery. Um, it, it really depends what your what your goals are, right? So, jQuery is about basically DOM manipulation. And um, that's something like... Page element uh, manipulation. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, I actually, I literally don't know the difference between the two things. No, no, said. No, so, no, no. You're, you're right, Fred, but uh, people might not understand that. If you need to move a title
2: oh,
4: around...
3: Oh, or- I was right. I just used a... Okay, cool. Yeah, so Dom is, yeah, the things on the
4: page. That like avoids the is... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, David.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so wait... So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the DOM is the things on the page, like, you know, an H1 element, like the the HTML things on the page. And and uh, jQuery, you know, hides one when you click a button or shows one when you click a button or, you know, uh, um, duplicates, you know, an element uh, on some sort of activity or tracks your mouse or, or like, you know, something I use jQuery for all the time is I, I build a lot of sites that have kind of multiple... Um, places per page that you can actually navigate to with just anchored navigation. So for example, like the homepage or the about page, like the about page might be like about us and then team. And in the menu, it drops down and it goes, you know, about us and team and teams should just scroll to the team part of the page. should just sort of smoothly scroll. And um, the way you do that is, is jQuery. You just write sort of a, a, a scroll to function using, using jQuery. So anything that's relatively simple, that just adds sort of color and interactivity and, um, kind of, you know, life and user responsiveness to a site. I think jQuery is is often the way to go, and it's completely different from something like Angular, uh, which is a way that you build a, a web property. So, I love I love jQuery, and I I would really recommend people who are a little bit tentative about JavaScript and want to get some very early but very powerful, um, you know, tools in their toolkit to to really learn JavaScript jQuery seriously and I would also just recommend that nobody sort of that everybody just kind of test what tools are and aren't obsolete against their own experience because like the whole you know a, a persistent problem in in tech is everybody feeling like the tools they use are are uh, dying or dead or not what the cool kids do or something like that and that might be true in a lot of cases but um I, I would just urge people to kind of uh if it's working for you it might be kind of actually a good thing.
2: Yeah, I would just I would just if I can just tack onto that. I would say that like what the cool kids are using and what you can use to do productive work are two very different things. The cool kids aren't typically doing productive work. They're amusing themselves with cool like uh, tech demos and stuff. So, um so like to actually do th- do things that are effective like the other thing i was going to throw in is that jquery like wordpress has the nice quality that it's been pretty stable for a long time you can find a tutorial from 2013 a stack overflow answer from 2011 and it's basically this st- still the right way to do th- something in jquery that is not true in angular that's not true even to a large extent with, like, React, or, um, which which React has been remarkably stable among, like, newer JavaScript things, but is still, like, you know, has had some flux in the last five years that jQuery really hasn't. So for, for that, like, easy ramp into learning, I would say that jQuery is a great place to start.
4: Oh, thanks for that. I, and I also totally agree with what you and Fred had said about that. I'm going to pass it over to my co-host, and um, he might have a couple finishing questions. Off you go.
0: definitely Um, when it comes to um, uh, WordPress uh, education like courses what are some things that you would like to see uh, people publishing out there and will you be filling that gap in the near future Hmm. I'm sort of
3: I guess my first impulse was just to point to people who are doing amazing work that kind of we already know about Um, So maybe we could like David and maybe Alex, we could take turns. Um, Zach Gordon's doing amazing things with, with uh, JavaScript and WordPress. And um, so I think that for people who are interested in learning, you know, how to build like a single web, a single page web app with like a a WordPress backend, I would really recommend him. And I don't, I don't think that somebody needs to come along and do it better than he's doing. I I think he's doing a, a fantastic job. Um, yeah. Does this feel like an an interesting sort of angle to take on the question? Just kind of like what's what's out there now and what's what's being done really well. Josh Pollock is amazing with the REST API and amazing in general. But his his teaching on the REST API is wonderful. Um, we teach the foundations of WordPress development, and I think we've we've done a very good job with up and running. Um, it's multimedia. It's there's a, there's a, there's video content for every piece of text content, and then there's there's um, uh, screencasts that walk you through how to build a child theme, how to build a theme from scratch, how to build a plugin. There's like 13 interviews with with uh, top WordPress developers like Pippin Williamson and Tom McFarlane and Helen sandy where they actually walk us through their own code and how they reason about it. So I think for learning, just sort of getting to the point where you can build a WordPress site for for yourself or for a client, I think uh, up and running is is very good. Um, yeah, who else, David? I mean, or what? What are the sort of gaps that that you think nobody has filled? Mm, I'm
2: not actually sure. I I see any vast chasms where no one is um, trying to educate people. Um, I think. I think the big question is like. Um, where are WordPress developers trying to move going forward? I think a lot of people are going after JavaScript, and I think that's wise for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, I, know, uh, I know that another way that a couple of WordPress developers I know are trying to, like, advance their skills and broaden their skill set is to, like, go learn PHP web frameworks or something like that. And so no one is really filling that niche um, but I don't know how big a niche it is of, like, people coming from WordPress to PHP Web Frameworks. Um, so I can think of some obscure corners like that. But I do feel like, in general, the community does a pretty good job of um, covering the bases. I think there's always a chance to um, focus better. Um, like, you know, no one has put together the definitive WordPress um, plugin and theme security course. And that could, that could be put together and be interesting to, like, experience. Um, but there aren't there aren't like individu- there aren't whole areas with other than like hey WordPress developers should all go learn Java like no one's doing that but probably for a good reason.
3: <laughs> uh, I guess I sorry Alex I hope I'm not interrupting you just to tag onto that. Um, Carl Alexander is is really doing great work with people who are I would say already pretty on their feet in WordPress development but he he basically teaches object oriented. Programming at a pretty deep, pretty deep level, um, and it does occur to me that there might be, um, a niche for really teaching fairly advanced WordPress development, like David said, like theme and plugin security, like at a very advanced level, so that like Revolution Slider doesn't compromise a million sites every six months. You know what I mean? So, so you know, if I were to write like a plugin that did really heavy lifting. Um, I would kind of enjoy someone who, you you know, who says, look, you've been a WordPress developer for five years, but now you want to actually learn to do things the right way that are going to be future-proof and, um, you know, are going to be properly escaped and sanitized and validated and everything. And it's going to cost you, you know, $10,000 and it'll take six months. And uh, I I could see that as being a possibility because there's a lot of people like me who, I think there's a lot of people like me who who are working WordPress developers who can build you a site, even build you a theme, build you a plugin, but, but are less aware of the, the very deep sort of technical fundamentals of programming generally. Um, it, there might be a niche there. I, I'm not sure, but it, it strikes me that there might be.
1: I think the move towards more structured learning has, has been a, something we've seen recently, something I guess we're doing with Up and Running, um, that is... I guess it's packaging up things that you might have otherwise been able to find just by Googling it. But it's knowing the value to people and wh- why you can sell online courses that you know you're going to cover everything. Um, I think we will continue to see more of those, whether we know what they are yet or not. Um, but I, I think once you want, I've only recently started buying online courses myself recently. Uh, and kind of once you understand, oh yeah, uh, I'm paying x for this, but uh this is teaching me something that would have taken me ten a hundred times longer to figure out myself um then like that's obviously worth it it's It's a no brainer I think that's why we're gonna see more expansion going forwards.
0: No, that's all, that's very, very excellent. Uh, so I think we're right to the end of our time. So uh, I know that you guys are doing a crowdcast today for, for building a plugin, and you have the up and running uh, as well. So, uh, it, you know, anything else that you guys want to promote? Or tell us a little bit more about those things.
1: I guess I haven't really been talking much because the... The, the relationship here is Fred uh, <laughs> and David are the experts, packaging it up. But I guess uh, so. That should reassure you that, like, uh, I'm I know when to take a vaccine. <laughs> um, so the course is up and running. You can find it up and So Up and running with WP on the end, um, and it, it's basically a complete guide to learning WordPress development. It takes you from someone who knows uh, moderately little, so you might have some WordPress user knowledge, or you might be coming from another programming language, something like that. Uh, it takes you from there to, like, I am a confident WordPress developer. Um, there's two parts to it. There's, a, there's a kind of the core book, which Fred mentioned earlier, um, which is something like 36 chapters, so it's a huge book. Um, and in a couple of the tiers, we have videos to accompany each chapter. Um that so you know, however best you learn, it can kind of accommodate that. Um we also have some a whole load of bonus content as well um thrown in. So building a theme from scratch, building a child theme, um, building a plugin, those are things that kind of really take you to the next step. Those with the expert developer interviews, which Fred also mentioned earlier. Um it's just a really, really good package. It has be reassuring to to work on something that's just like confidently Just you can recommend for being something that I wish I had taken. Um, So if you want to find it, it's up and running wp.com. If you use the code TONIC um, before this Friday, which will be uh, the 31st, I think, um, of March, then you can get 20% off. That's up and running wp.com. Use the code TONIC for sweet 20%
0: off. Excellent.
1: I, I guess we should also mention, uh, like, Fred and David published weekly at wbshout.com and have been doing so for the last four years. You're <laughs> so, uh, at the
0: keyboards.
1: You can find like uh, however many uh, tutorials on the site at wbshout.com.
0: No, excellent. How how do we get a hold of each of you, Alex? We'll start with Alex.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Denning. Um, or alexdenning.com.
2: Excellent, David. How do we get a hold of you? Uh, similarly, similarly symmetrical. I'm David B. Hayes, on Twitter and at davidbhayes.com.
0: Excellent, and Fred. How do we get a hold of you?
2: Um,
3: I don't think I have a a separate Twitter, so you can find me through my it's... MySpace. Um doth artist126. Um, or, um it's not actually
2: my space video, but it is.
3: Probably. Uh you can find uh you can find me at Pressup, which is uh, our agency site. Um contact at pressupinc.com P-R-E-S-S-U-P-I-N-C.com is, is the email address there.
4: Excellent.
0: Uh Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you?
4: Oh, that's easy, folks. You can get me on Twitter at Jonathan Denwood. I think there is only one Jonathan Denwood on Twitter, actually. And or you can do it the old way. You you could email me. I do reply to my email if it's obviously came from a human being that's got a question or query. And that's at jonathan at wp-tonic.com.
0: You can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. Or follow me on Twitter, Lockdown Underscore, for the WP Posse in effect and the WP Shout Posse in effect. We want to say peace out and we'll see you later. Be sure to tune in uh, each Saturday at 9 a.m. We do a roundtable show. you can find more information about that at wp-tonic.com slash blab. Bye.